Hello, and welcome back to Cruise Competes Cruise Podcast, where we share tips, ideas, and inspiration to help make your next cruise a fantastic experience. I'm your host, Bob Levenstein. Today, we'll be talking with my go-to expert in all things Disney, Ms. Sandy Nussbaum-Giersick of Instant Impressions Travel. Sandy founded Instant Impressions in 2003 and now has a team of dedicated agents around the country. The agency has earned the high honor of being named a Disney earmarked, as in mouse ears, travel agency. In just the last five years alone, Sandy has taken a dozen Disney cruises, made more than 50 trips to Disney parks, plus experienced five Adventures by Disney tours. She has been a Cruise Compete agent for more than 12 years. Today, we'll be talking with Sandy about both Disney Ocean and Disney River cruises right after this. CruiseCompete.com is a simple concept. We give you the tools to find the perfect cruise and request quotes. Independent travel agents can then see your requests, and they respond with the best custom cruise offers they can, all competing to offer you the best deal. You compare these offers in one convenient place, along with consumer ratings and reviews of the agencies. As only the best agents survive in this competitive environment, you'll have some great options to choose from. You then remain anonymous unless or until you decide to contact an agent by phone or by email to ask questions or to book. Find out why more than a million cruisers are members of our free, unique service and start saving both time and a significant amount of money on your cruise vacation via Cruise Compete today. Podcast. My guest today is Ms. Sandy Nussbaum Giersick of Instant Impressions Travel. Sandy knows more about Disney vacations than anyone I've ever met in all my years in the travel business. Sandy, welcome to the program. Thanks, Bob. I'm excited to be here. I think it's pretty safe to say that Disney travel, whether it's cruises, tours, or resorts, is more than just a business for you. It's a true passion. It is. I've been a Disney girl since I was five years old, and we piled into the station wagon and drove to Florida to go to the parks at the time, which was only Magic Kingdom. And Disney's always been that magic happy place for me, and I'm lucky enough to make it a career now. In my family, we say we only go where the mouse takes us, and he's really good to us. What is it about uh, traveling with Disney that makes it so special to you? There's just, I know it's going to sound a little corny, but there's something magical about it. Disney is an entertainment company as their foremost product. And so even in the parks and on the ships, they're all about that aspect of storytelling and entertainment. They transport us out of the real world, and somehow you can be on your phone all day, you can be a news junkie, but they get you into that magical bubble where you can really relax, and forget about the world out there. Focus on your family and having fun. That sounds absolutely wonderful. So you recently returned from a Disney River cruise on the Rhine River through France and Germany. 
It was absolutely amazing. I am, as I said, one lucky girl. What an incredible, incredible trip to get to take. What uh, what led you to select this particular cruise? You know, I always struggle. As much as I travel, there's too many places in the world I want to go. But I've done 21 regular Disney cruises on all four of their ships. I've done seven of their land-based tours with Adventures by Disney. And I wanted to try something else. So river cruising was it. Disney offers four different river cruise sailings. I narrowed it down. I was back and forth between the Danube and the Rhine. And when I read about the Rhine Gorge part of the trip and visiting the castles, I was sold. Who doesn't love going to see castles? There is really something uh, something magical about that. I guess we keep coming back to that word. <laughs> so when you book a major trip like this, there's a lot of anticipation. I think we can easily call you a, a pro traveler. So what was what's your packing process like when you uh, when you prepare for one of these uh, journeys? So it's funny you say that because my family teases me. My international packing process is very different. A U.S. trip, I'm packing two hours before the flight because I figure I can Amazon Prime anything I want to my hotel. I don't care what I leave behind. But internationally, I do start packing about a week and a half in advance. I'm lucky to be a United Premier member, which means I get two bags at 75 pounds each, which I normally take as a challenge to fill with everything that I ever want. Um, but for a river cruise, my space to store my luggage is even more limited. So I had a couch full of clothes. I narrowed it down. I narrowed it down again. I made it with one bag, making sure to leave lots of room for souvenirs because the reality is you can wear something twice. You can wash something as long as you've got the basics and you've got that international outlet plug because without my phone to be able to do my pictures and video and my laptop, I'd be lost. So I'd say that converter plug was my prime item out of everything. Do you, uh, do you carry a, uh, uh, also a, uh, a, battery, a battery charger? I do. Um, I have a great charger that has four full charges in it. So it's a little bit bulky when I'm carrying it, but I never have an issue getting through the day. And again, I found this great new international outlet plug that I just bought for this trip, even though I own two of them already, because it has one plug and two USB ports in it. Oh, nice. So each night I'm able to charge the phone and the battery backup and the computer all with one outlet without having an outlet strip, which violates most cruise lines' policies of items to bring on board. Got it. Was there anything that uh, that you thought you would need, that you brought, that you didn't end up needing? I would say, again, I'm a what whatever could happen, I want to be prepared girl. And the two things that I would definitely leave behind next time, I had a lot of those disposable ponchos. It was rain in the forecast for every day. I don't know why I always pack those ponchos. I really hate them because I like that you can dispose of them, but I hate how warm and clammy you get. And one yep. of the things on the river cruise is each stateroom comes with two golf-sized umbrellas. Oh, and because you're really... Cool touring, not running around a theme park, mm-hmm. you didn't have to pack that big umbrella, but because it's that golf umbrella, not one of those mini travel umbrellas, mm-hmm. you were covered. I use that all the time, never took out a poncho. Okay. The other thing that I packed was probably more purses and backpacks than anyone ever should, and not something that I use all the time at home. Normally, oh. I have one purse that I use every day, 
And when I travel, I have a backpack. But because this was so laid back and touring was really simplistic and just walking around, and because it's an adventure by Disney and the guides have everything you need, my daughter teases me that my backpack, she calls it my apocalypse bag, because it has the first aid kit and the water and the ponchos and everything like that. Where with Adventures by Disney, they carry that for me. So I never took out my backpacks. I stayed with my small purses and let them lug everything. Nice. Was there anything that you uh, that you um, didn't need that you, I'm sorry that you wish you had brought that you uh, that you didn't bring with you? You know, as I said, I really am an overpacker. Probably one of the funny things that I pack is I pack thank you notes. Mm-hmm. I have cards with me in case I want to write notes and give them out all along. Aww. So I would say that there is pretty much nothing missing in my suitcase. I would mm-hmm. say I probably could have pared it down by 50% and not missed anything in it. Nice. So do you usually pre-purchase onboard packages when you cruise, like drinks, Internet? Did you do that so, for this cruise, or is that something really more just for ocean? And that's what I was just going to say. When I ocean cruise, I definitely do. There's advantages and discounts for pre-booking. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I loved about the river cruise, even though the price tag is going to seem high when you first get that quote, it's all-inclusive. I had great Internet for free 100% of the time I was on the ship, unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, better Internet than I get on an ocean sailing where I pay a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. No need to buy a drink package, wine and beer with lunch and dinner on board the ship, all of your excursions, all of your photos. So it really is a complete price unless you're a big shopper like me, which Disney has no control over my shopping. <laughs> yep. So when you, uh, when you go on the ocean ships, uh, what do you find uh, you save the most money on by buying in advance? The photo packages are great in advance, and the other thing that isn't necessarily a money saver, but a great thing is my excursions, because some of the excursions sell out, which is the disappointment, so even though I didn't save, if I can't have the vacation I envision, it's not what I want, and some of it really to me, I always say that I hate to talk about Time is money because it's vacation and you're supposed to be relaxed and Mm stress-free. But that pre-planning element makes your time so much more valuable on board that that's really the saver. Um, Disney Ocean, Internet packages are the same whether you pre-purchase them or buy on board. The only other pre-purchase thing, which really isn't a cruise line pre-purchase, but I always recommend that clients call their cell phone provider. If mm-hmm. they're like me and they want to be able to use their phone in port or maybe get better Internet than the ship Internet in port, talk sure. to your cell phone provider. You're going to need to do that in advance to understand what your options are once you turn that phone on, either on the ship or in ports. Um, I did add an international package for Europe with my provider so mm-hmm. that when I was off the ship, I did still have full phone and email access, and it cost me, I think it was $7 for the whole week. Oh wow, that's a great deal. So, yeah, I uh, I use a, a Google uh, Google Fi with a Google Pixel, so about 170 countries. My data is just uh, it's ten dollars uh, per uh, gigabyte, and then twenty cents a minute on calls. That's much perfect. It's amazing how yeah. we can't disconnect and don't want to disconnect, <laughs> even if we give up work. 
I always say to my parents, they can know I'm alive by checking on Facebook because I post throughout the day to share what we're doing. There you go. So what did you think of the ship? I loved it. Um, it definitely, if you're going on and you're expecting an ocean cruiser, you're going to be disappointed mm-hmm. because it's a small ship. When you look at the number of people, I mean, we're a regular ocean cruiser, you've got 10 to 14 decks. Here you've got four. You've only got three decks of staterooms. I was one of 160 guests on board. That certainly doesn't even typically account for one deck of an ocean cruiser. So I loved the size. You could be, you know, anywhere on the ship in three minutes instead of feeling like you walked across four football fields. Uh Um, But you have to be prepared to give up some things. You know, there's one lounge on the ship where when I do something like the Disney Dream or the Disney Fantasy, if I don't want to be in my stateroom, there's about eight different lounge areas I can sit in. Here there's one. When I'm on my ocean cruiser, the lobby is this massive, beautiful thing, big chandeliers in case of rain. Um, Disney will even do their sail-away party in the lobby, and they'll fit you know, over a 1,000 cruisers in the lobby area. Uh On the river cruise, the lobby holds about 15 people. So it's a different experience. Um, I loved the quieter time, the less hustle-bustle, and it was definitely more intimate. We got to meet a lot of our fellow cruisers, and you were with the same people over and over because the mix wasn't as large. So it was a great experience from that angle. Uh, what were the uh, what were the passengers like? Were they more um, more U.S.? Was there more from Europe? It was definitely very heavy U.S., uh, but that's the trend that we see for the most part. I think, you know, Europe, if you're a European, people – hop on a plane for $29 and jet to a city for the weekend, where from the U.S., we're really looking for that complete package, so that skews it a little bit. Were there there kids on board? On my particular sailing, there was not. It was an adult-only sailing, Mm -hmm. Um, but Disney runs a wonderful kids program on the ship, and I actually have friends who guide on it. And, again, I'd say that's one of the big differences from the Disney Ocean to the Disney River. When you're on Disney Ocean, there are hundreds of kids on board. There are more kids on board than the entire passenger count on a river cruise. There are five kids' clubs. There's a sports deck. There's all those things. They don't have that kind of space here. But one of the neat things they have, and I think it's slightly misnamed on the Ama ships, but they have a chef's table which I like to call a chef's dining room because it's not a single table. It's a dining room with six tables, so it's a kind of larger space, but it is an open kitchen and a little bit more intimate. But it's only used for dinner. So during the day and late in the evening, that becomes the kids' club. So they do run a junior adventurer program. They do have an area for the kids, and obviously – the top deck and the pool area is usable as well for the kids. Mm-hmm. What was your uh, your cabin like? So I'll be honest, because that's how we roll. Um, yeah. My cabin was a little smaller than I expected. I am definitely Disney spoiled. Disney Ocean is known for large staterooms. 
These are not large staterooms. One of the unique things with the partnership with Disney and AMA Waterways is the ships were purposely built for families and designed with Disney. So they're unique in that there are connecting staterooms, and there are staterooms that hold three people, unlike Disney Ocean where we have staterooms that hold four and five. So families of four or five or six, obviously, would need to get connecting rooms. Um, my room was small, but I really wasn't in it. I was surprised how little I was in it besides sleeping. Um, we have what they call a French balcony. So there were two chairs in our stateroom on the carpet inside the walls, but we could slide our doors all the way open and turn our chairs and move out about six inches and really let the outdoors in, which I loved. Mm -hmm. Um, On an ocean cruise, they really encourage you to keep the balcony doors closed. Here we were able to kind of open them up and really feel the outside coming in. But for the most part, we weren't in our room. I even had thought we might be when we did the gorge sailing, but because there's stuff on both sides, you don't want to spend that time in your room. Most of our sailings were at night, so again, it would either be dark, and there was sometimes looking at the lights in the evening was amazing. But for the most part, we were busy, and so we were in our room to change clothes, to drop off all my shopping, as I said, and to, you know, get ready for bed and go to sleep. So I wasn't disappointed in that the room was a little bit smaller because I wasn't hanging out in there, but it was on the smaller side. But that's and really, that you know, not one of the main differences room. between a, a river cruise and an ocean cruise. The ocean cruise... It's about the ship as, as much or more than it is about the ports. Whereas on river cruise, it's really about spend. You know, you're, when you get off the the boat or the ship, I don't know, are mm-hmm. we ships still? I guess we're still ships. <laughs> <laughs> when you get off the ship, you are you know right right in downtown. You're right where you want to be to, to see things. And whereas, I think that's definitely yeah. part of it with yep. ocean cruising. Some of the Disney cruises that I do. I've done the ports multiple times, and I mm-hmm. do the cruise to be on the ship, and I don't get off. Right. So it definitely is a difference. Yep. And I know, especially for kids, a lot of the time they're in, happier in the kids' clubs than they than they are touring around a port. Even. Yes, definitely. Great. So, what was the food like? The food was good. They had a lot of different options. Again, things if you want to compare ocean to river. Mm-hmm. Dining is much more limited on a river cruise than when you're used to an ocean cruise. There is no room service. I would say that was the number one difference. Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner were set times. Everybody went in, dined at the same time. But 99% of the day, you could go up into the lounge. There was always cookies and iced tea and water available Late evening, they would do some kind of snacks, everything from finger sandwiches to, I was shocked that chicken nuggets was a big hit, even with all the adults on board. Um, Mini pizzas, little food samplings like that. It definitely was what you'd expect in cruise dining. More courses than I ever eat when I'm on land. Um, Lots of good options. Dinner was a menu dinner. Breakfast and lunch were buffet with menu options. Um, 
I had incredible waffles, great salad. They did some homemade ice cream that was to die for. And I would say they did also a good mix for Americans who are not adventurous eaters to people who really wanted the flavor of the region that we were in. And just like ocean cruising, if you wanted two entrees, if you wanted two appetizers, have at it. So you really could eat and enjoy. So it sounds like you didn't really spend that much time on the ship itself, but when you were there, was there was there stuff to do in the daytime? Was there stuff to do on board in the evenings? There definitely was, and I was surprised that in talking to some of my fellow travelers at dinner, some of them picked a day middle of the week and decided not to go into port because they really just wanted that quiet day of downtime. So even though it is definitely a small ship, there is one sink slash seat at the hair salon, one mm -hmm. table for massages, and a small gym. So you do have those kind of amenities. Mm -hmm. They had a room with board games and books, so you kind of sit and read. But I personally love the sun deck. All different types of chairs and loungers, umbrellas, overhangs. So depending what you wanted, sun, shade, that great mix, and a pool. Um, you don't find the kind of entertainment that you find on an ocean liner. Bingo isn't happening and towel folding isn't happening. That's not going on during the day. And, again, it's a little bit of an adjustment in the evening where when you're looking at comparing it to a Disney ocean cruise, and, again, I said before, they're an entertainment leader. So if you're used to being on Disney Cruise Line where you have a Broadway-style show every night and after the show – you can go into the lounge, and there might be a comedian or a DJ or those types of things. You're going to be disappointed in the entertainment mm -hmm. because there's one area for entertainment. There's one bit of entertainment each evening. It's definitely not Broadway shows, um, but it was a lot of fun. And, again, I think that led to a much more relaxed pace. One what, night what type we of entertainment had, was there in the evening? We had a singer one night. We had a couple that danced and then taught people to dance. We had the maker of spaghetti ice cream come in and tell us about the history of spaghetti ice cream. There was trivia one night, and even if you didn't want to play, you just couldn't help laugh till your sides hurt at the involvement and the competitiveness of people Um they did Disney trivia, they did regular trivia, they did karaoke, which, again, I was crying. I was laughing so hard at it. So definitely things to entertain you. You're also sailing at night, and I have to say, being so close to land on both sides, the lights of some of these cities was amazing. I was thoroughly intrigued by the number of locks we went through. So one night I went out on the front of the boat. There's like six chairs, just this quiet little area, but you could watch, really, what does it take to go through the lock? So I went out there as we were approaching, and I watched as, you know, we had to wait for the gatekeeper to give us the go-ahead. They opened the lock, and we went through and watching the sidewalls as the ship went down and then going out of the lock and kind of that surreal moment that that's what you just did, and you look behind you, and you're really not seeing ocean. You're seeing a little bit of water and this big wall. So mm -hmm. different entertainment, but definitely things to keep you going. 
Well, it also sounds like as you start to get to know people on board, seeing them over and again, over and over again, it's uh, you know more of a shared experience. I have to say, I made some great friends, and I love technology now because I've <laughs> got two dozen new Facebook friends, offers of places to go stay out in California and Michigan, and people that I know I'll stay friends with for years. We did our very first adventure by Italy, Adventures by Disney to Italy nine years ago, and I still see and talk to those people, that shared experience and that opportunity, you know, while you're walking around in port or sitting over a drink at night, you do talk about families, and I didn't have my daughter with me on this trip, but everybody knows her from her pictures on my phone now, and so you do get that nice personal attachment, which is much harder to get on an ocean cruise. You may sit Mm -hmm. with the same people for dinner every night where we didn't even sit with the same people, but you might not get the chance to see them at all during the day. We're here because it was a small group. You were with these same people over and over, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk ports. So why is the uh, Van uh, Neuschwanstein or Steen? Stein. Neuschwanstein, there we go, uh, Castle in Munich special to uh, Disney fans. That is Walt's inspiration. If you are a Disney person and you've read anything about Disney, that's the castle that Walt fell in love with that inspired him to design the castle in Disneyland. And wow. so Disney fans know that name. It really holds a big attraction to them to, you know, and I'm the corny Disney girl. I was standing where Walt was standing, staring up at that same castle in awe, and you can really feel that. Um, The castle is not part of the Rhine River Cruise. It was a top bucket list item for me, and I don't like to arrive at cruises day of. You never know what could happen. I'm the person that doesn't want to be, you know, waving goodbye to the ship and figuring out how to get myself to the next port to meet them. So I at least wanted to get myself into Europe. We took a red-eye flight into Munich, literally landed, dropped our bags in the hotel right in the Munich airport, and I decided to be brave and drive a car in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to drive internationally. That's definitely a new thing for me in all of my travel. I drive anywhere in the U.S. when I fly, but I've never driven internationally. Mm -hmm. But in order to get to the castle from the airport, we would have had to take a subway to a train to a bus to a hike. And four modes of transportation, and if the timing was off on the first two, in more than ten minutes, we would have lost the opportunity to see the castle. So... I got a rental car. I made sure it was an automatic. Anybody renting a car international, it is standard to get a stick shift. So if you need an automatic like I do, you need to make sure you pick the place that does that. I got a GPS that I was guaranteed would speak English. Mm -hmm. Um, And off I went. I did reserve my tickets to the castle in advance. Otherwise, you'll get there and they'll tell you they're either sold out or come back in five hours. Mm -hmm. Um, But... It was a true bucket list for me to see that inspiration. Wow, but you got a ton of pictures, too. I did. It was amazing. (laughs) How was your experience in uh, Heidelberg? Heidelberg looks unreal when you get there. You look out. We went up to the castle, and before you get to the castle, there's this 
look out and you say, this is a postcard. I'm not really standing here. There was definitely a surreal feeling because the beauty was just amazing. I couldn't believe it wasn't a postcard. Um, Again, one of the unique things with Adventures by Disney, we had period guides waiting for us. So they, you know, talked about how they served to the king and all about that time, and they walked us through to really give us a tour and understand the architecture and the design and how the castle was used. Um, We then got to ride a funicular, which I haven't done since I was in Italy, and that's always a fun way to get down a very steep hill. Uh-huh. And then they set us free for shopping in Heidelberg, which has lots of great shopping. Um, Germany is all obviously... Your Christmas, all your Christmas presents purchased? All my Christmas presents are purchased. So the other tip, make sure that suitcase has some spare room in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, was, what was the best thing you bought? I, well, I bought all my Christmas presents and I bought everybody gifts. They have all these unique candles. Um, and candle holders. So if any of my family is listening, kind of a surprise, spoiled, but that's okay. <laughs> I bought everybody candles, and Germany's known for gummy bears. So mm-hmm. lots of gummy bears came home in my suitcase um, because they're also, you could get the things like you can get here in the U.S., mm-hmm. but I got Chardonnay gummy bears, Riesling gummy bears, beer gummy bears. So wow. lots of unique flavor to them. and. Those wondering again about my suitcase, gummy bears are heavy in your suitcase. So <laughs> my my suitcase and my carry-ons were definitely packed to the gills. I was lucky that I kind of snuck on with a second carry-on and they didn't say anything to me. <laughs> so, um, Strasbourg, you went to a pipe organ concert? Oh, my God. What an amazing evening. So we were back on the ship for dinner, and we had been told we'd be headed out that night, which was really the only time that we left the ship so late in the evening. And they took us to the St. Thomas Church, which is just old and gorgeous. I'm fascinated by all the churches in Europe. I could spend the next year just going from church to church to admire the architecture in them. Um, But they took us in for this concert The pipe organ there was built in 1741. The sounds in that church, the acoustics were phenomenal. And the pipe organ is up in a loft, and so you're sitting down below in the church pews and just absolutely magnificent. And then they came over to each row, and they kind of put their hand up to their nose, shh, follow me. And row by row, we were able to climb the stairs up into the loft and watch the gentleman playing the pipe organ and actually see the pipe organ up close. It was incredible to see. The sound was amazing. I actually kind of scooted myself into a little corner up in the loft and was able to video an entire song so that you could see the emotion he put into it and the beauty of the organ. And so I have a blog post dedicated solely to the pipe organ in Strasbourg because it definitely was an unforgettable evening. Can you uh, give our listeners that uh, that URL so they can find that? Oh, definitely. It's www.ezdis for Disney, ez.com. 
and just go under vlog, and for the Rhine River, you'll see every single day has a recap, and then some of the special events like the Pipe Organ have their own dedicated vlog. There's also a bridge tour if you want to get an idea how super tiny the bridge is on a ship like the Amamora. So a great way to experience it to see if this is for you. And uh, so finally, the uh, the Rhine Castle Gorge. Oh, the gorge. I could do that every day. Um, so it was one of the rare afternoon sailings. And that morning we were in Rudersheim and we had actually done a wine tour. And wine in Europe is just really good and really cheap. And many of the places will deliver back to the ship for you so you don't even have to carry the alcohol around. So I had for my big $7 investment this incredible bottle of white wine that I took up to the top deck. We were told to pick up, there was a little pamphlet for us that outlined the order of the castles, the name of them, and whether they would be on the left or the right as we were sailing. It was a four-hour sailing through the gorge where we witnessed 30 castles from the bank and many churches, since I've told you I'm obsessed with the beautiful churches. And, you know, we popped open our wine. They came by with some hot toddies. They came by with special props for photo ops. And you just, it's nothing like you'd ever see in this country. Just absolutely beautiful countryside. And, again, because you're river sailing, not ocean sailing, the, you can see both banks. The distance from one bank to the other is probably three river, three ocean cruise ships wide. So it's a small space. Mm-hmm. You can easily see and get phenomenal photos from both sides. Again, just a plug for the free internet. Um, my father's family is from Germany, and when we were nearing the city that my grandmother had talked about going too often, I was able to FaceTime my parents in and let them see Germany while we were going along. Just an wow. amazing, amazing afternoon. That's incredible. Any overall summary or advice you'd like to uh, give to our listeners? I would give one little warning before I give advice, and okay. that is this is Europe and this is a river cruise. It doesn't have the mobility friendliness that we have in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, that top deck that I was talking about can only be accessed by stairs. There's a couple of parts of the ship that if you don't have good mobility and stairs are an issue for you, unfortunately, you're either going to miss out on specific things on the cruise or river cruising just doesn't fit you till Europe catches up with America's ADA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say... If you're looking for that slower pace, that more tranquil, again, comparing ocean to river, there's not a 100 tour buses when you get in the port for all the excursions. The adventure team typically was three to six buses to accommodate everybody. It's a much smaller group. Mm-hmm. And I would also say you're going to look at Adventures by Disney. You're going to look at AMA Waterways again. I was very transparent. It is an AMA Waterways ship. And you're going to say, wow, there's a big price difference. Mm -hmm. Why do I want to go with Adventures by Disney? And it's because of what Disney offers. Yes, it's the same ship. Your stateroom isn't changing. Your dining isn't changing. 
your experience is changing. Adventures by Disney is seamless travel from beginning to end. From the minute they pick me up at the airport that's included to all of my excursions that are included to the entertainment, that's the big difference. You're getting everything. And as the planner in my family, what I love about traveling with Adventures by Disney and now with river cruising with Adventures by Disney is it's not up to me. I'm not the one saying, okay, everybody's got to be up at 9 and we've got to get out the door, or where did I put the tickets for this, or I need to reserve this in advance. Disney does all of that for me. I don't have to think about it. I get to show up, and as the mom, I actually get to be on vacation too. So (laughs) it's really an incredible experience. I'm looking at actually doing the Rhine again myself because I was so in love with it, and then I'm going to move on to the Danube because... The style of river cruising is just something I'm ready to do again and again. Oh, wow, that sounds like a like a wonderful uh, wonderful experience. Do you want to give that uh, that URL for your uh, vlog one more time? You bet. It's www.ezdis like Disney ez.com because we make your Disney vacation planning easy. Sandy, it's been a pleasure. And I hope we can have you uh, back on the program after your next cruise. Thanks so much, Bob. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. So, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Again, my guest has been Ms. Sandy Nussbaum-Giersek of Instant Impressions Travel. I'm Bob Levenstein for Cruise Compete.